Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Sunday, the NFL on CBS features the Chiefs taking on the Titans or an NFC encounter between the Lions and Bears at Soldier Field, all beginning with JB and the guys in the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. ExxonMobil is growing algae for biofuels that could one day power trucks, ships, and planes with half the greenhouse gas emissions of today's fuels. Learn more at energyfactor.com. Always unexpected plays with ExxonMobil. How about the unexpected plays in this game tonight? First two times the Chargers had the ball, they turned it over. The second one was a pick six hizzy. Rivers got lit up by the Raiders, but they're about to score and take the lead in this game. That also unexpected. ExxonMobil styling. They're growing algae for biofuels, Mafia. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line 855-212-4CBS. Is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. So the Chargers have the ball. They're down 20 to 17, but they're moving and marching and deep in Oakland territory here, late in the third, trying to grab the lead on the Raiders. They're inside the 10 now at the 9, and it's 2nd and 4, so they can get a first down just outside the 5-yard line and trying to march in here to take the lead. And Gordon gets the first down, so now they're going to have first and goal at around, you know, the 5. So they're in business and about to try to punch it in and take the lead on the Raiders. Pretty good Thursday night game tonight at the Dump in Oakland. And the Raiders had a 10-0 lead in this game, but they've screwed around and let the Chargers come back in this game. And I also think that they've thrown a ton of flags on this drive alone. They've marched down the field because they got a bunch of pass interference, at least two of them, on this drive alone. So uh, watch out, Chargers at the five, first and goal with a shot to score. We'll let you know what happens. Uh, LaMonica Garrett is a great actor, and he's in the new Nick Cage movie, Primal. I watched the movie... And we'll talk to him about that. But there's so much more I want to talk to this guy about because I've actually uh, been a fan of his work. Uh, He's done a great job with all the DC comics and all the, uh, you know, CW shows. I'm a huge uh, fan of Arrow and Flash and Legends. And he's been on all of those and um, as Monitor. And the guy's been great. He's been in all, all these series. 
And it's just fantastic having him on the bench. LaMonica, my man, thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I saw your, uh, like, th- th- when they did the makeup on you for that role as, as monitor, and I think that, you know, the uh, crisis on Infinite Earths, that, uh, that makeup, yeah. I've never seen anything like that. How long did that take to get that face done by all those people as you're sitting there all ripped out of your mind with gigantic muscles sitting naked in that chair and you got like 10 people putting makeup on you how the hell long did that take that's about a two two hour two hours and 15 minute process to take it on and about 20 minutes to take off each night that is crazy how do you sit there for two and a half hours doing that every day my yoga pays off i just check out and go to my happy place I guess, man, that is crazy. Uh, listen, now my son turned me on to, uh, you know, Arrow and Flash, and I just, uh, and, and you know, I'm 54 years old. I, I don't get into all that stuff. Next thing you know, I watched every single episode of every season. I have watched every single one of them. How crazy is that at my age that I'm watching those shows? I think those shows are kick-ass. Yeah, that's not crazy at all. Cause I, you, I watch the shows and I read the comic books. So my wife really gets on me. I'm, a, it's just being a big kid. But that's the world that I grew up in, and I'm still in it. It's crazy. I think, um, like I, I like them all. But I became a, a huge fan of Arrow. I just think that show is so awesome. I, I really liked it. I thought, you know, Flash was different for me. Uh, there was, I'll be honest, I, I thought Arrow had just way more violence and way more, you know, fight scenes, the karate, the uh, everybody getting kicked in the face, people getting arrows <laughs> shot through their chests and heads and people getting shot dead and bombs going off. And I just thought it was way more violent for me. Yeah, Arrow is definitely grittier and edgier. And it's like most of the stuff happens at night. You know, it's uh, it's definitely an edgier show. How do you like uh, working with that uh, crew? Like, I, I really like those actors. I think you guys all are fantastic on it. Uh, how did you like being a part of that show for so long? It was amazing. I mean, they welcomed me with open arms. You know, they've been going for years. Arrow was eight years. I think Flash is five or six years. I did Supergirl. I did Legends. Uh, this season I did Batwoman. Like, they've been going for a while, and it's, you know, it's great for them to you know, welcome this new character with open arms like I've been one of them for, you know, for, for years. I and did, uh, all, you know, they're I, all amazing. I did, like, so I've done a few. Uh, I did, like, CSI Miami's. I've been on a few shows. I've been in a, in a few movies basically uh, playing myself or playing a uh, sportscaster because of my voice. And I've had the luxury of being on these sets, and it's really cool. And I, I think it's really neat. But I have to say that um, I can't imagine how just absolutely phenomenal it has to be to be on a series that lasts as long as those, like in terms of like, because I'm still getting paid for doing these CSIs. I get a check every month. You know how that goes. But the fact that you've been on these series for so long, how phenomenal is that, that those checks just keep rolling, even though they're so small, the reruns. But how crazy is that to be on like, like Suns for seven years, these DC comics for seven, eight years, these series. That's crazy as an actor. It's got to be great. Yeah, it's a blessing, definitely. And it takes a while to get to the point to where you're on multiple shows and films and, you know, everything like that. 
and once you do get on, it's like all the years you were sleeping on your friends' couches, it kind of it pays off in the end. But, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a blessing, and I don't take it for granted. Uh, LaMonica Garrett uh, is with us. He's in the new movie Primal with Nick Cage. I have to ask you, uh, my producer Mafia told me that your your parents named you after Daryl LaMonica. Are you a, a Raider fan growing up in San Francisco, or were you a Niner fan? I'm a Niner fan, and that's yeah, it's hard because when I'm around Raider fans and they hear my name, like, oh, yeah, you're one of us. Slow down. <laughs> I like the Raiders, but I, I grew up buying Candlestick. I'm Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott, Tom Rathman, Roger Craig, Jerry right. Rice. Like, those are my guys. So you were, um, you were like, because I've seen you, you're ripped out of your face. You're so huge. What is, uh, what's the deal when you did the slam ball? How the hell did that happen? Because what were you like, a, were you a football player or something? And then you became, uh, you tried out for NFL teams. You didn't make it. And then you uh, started doing slam ball and became like a rock star in that crazy sport. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Once football was over and I realized it wasn't going to happen, I moved back to L.A. to pursue acting. And then this, uh, this audition came up, and I thought it was a TV show, but it was Slam Ball. And once I started hearing more and more about it, I was like, I still had that, those competitive juices from playing football. You know, I was younger. I still had that in me. So I tried out. I made it, and I became pretty good at it. And the last year I played, I led the league in scoring. And there were a handful of guys that played football. Most of the league was basketball players. So the football players were just – the games we played were overly overly physical right. and just fun. You're 20 feet in the air. You're colliding with 250-pound guys. Like, it was just <laughs> – it was some of the most fun I've ever had playing. It's like a live video game. That's crazy. You know, do you remember that show? I used to be on the show Battle Dumb. Do you remember that one in L.A. where we – I do. I, yeah. was, I was the guy in the soccer jerseys and sunglasses as uh, Steve Albert and I were the play-by-play and color guy, and I did all those violent – uh, sports that they, you know, these guys were like trying to kill each other. It was pretty cool. So we shot that I at the, and we shot that at the LA Sports Arena. I used to live in LA for ten years, so that's how I got in all these shows. It's pretty cool that you did slam ball. That that was violent. I loved it. So tell me about uh, LaMonica Garrett with us from uh, Primal, the new movie with Nick Cage. Uh, you see him on all the DC comic shows on CW. He's a great actor. He's been on everything. Tell me about. I, I just watched Primal today. Uh, bizarre movie, uh, basically about uh, Nick Cage is a animal hunter who uh, gets this leopard or whatever, this cat, uh, this this million dollar cat uh, from the jungle, and he's trying to bring it back and sell it, and he gets on this uh, cargo ship. Uh, with all these animals that he's hunted down. And the next thing you know, all hell breaks loose with some lunatic uh, that's uh, basically trying to kill everyone on the ship. And, I mean, the, the movie's insane. Am I, am I wrong? I watched the whole thing. It was insane. Yeah, it's one of those fun, like, old-school action thrillers where it's you see the setup happening. Like, oh, wow, okay, you have a psychotic killer on this ship that you have to transport to another place. It's claustrophobic. It's small okay, let's throw in a bunch of wild predatory animals. What could go wrong? <laughs> and, of course, <laughs> everything does go wrong, and that's the, the popcorn movie factor of it, where it's just you go, you check out, and you're entertained for, like, 97 minutes and with a fun twist in the end. But it's just it's nonstop action. It's, it was so much fun to film it. Did you, uh, did you like working with uh, that uh, you know, crew and, and Nick Cage? How was that? 
that was it was intense like nick i you know i grew up watching all of his movies and finally getting to meet him i never thought i'd work with him but just meeting him was great he's a great dude and working with him he was the most professional actor i've ever worked with like he was the nicest guy but he was a, a great actor as an actor as well so the whole set like michael imperioli kevin duran is awesome Fonky jansen like the cast was amazing and we just we all bonded out there. Like when you're shooting on location away from, you know, everything, you know, you kind of gel together. And when we weren't shooting, we were out hanging out and just, you know, just, you know, taking in the island, taking in uh, San, um, San Juan. Oh, is that where it, that's where you shot it, huh? Yeah, we were in Puerto Rico shooting that. Oh, that's cool. I thought it was a cool flick. I, I have to say, though, uh, that I, honestly, the greatest show I, I my top two shows I've ever seen in my life that I like, because I'm like a binge watcher, I think, like everybody else. The two best shows I ever saw in my life were Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy. And I think that show, like, I watch Mayans now, and I love it. But I got to tell you, I thought Sons of Anarchy was, like, the coolest. I mean, I, I thought Breaking Bad was just absolutely on, on a level all by itself. But I think Sons of Anarchy was the baddest ass television show i've ever seen in my life how cool was that to be on that show like you were that had to be just absolutely rock star status oh yeah sons of anarchy that was my uh my first break if you will like my first recurring role on a television show and i was only supposed to do two or three episodes and it turned into you know a little over three seasons and that show, the following, the cult following Sons of Anarchy had, I have, um, like, I'll be in different locations and, you know, different states shooting, and people recognize me from Sons more than any other show or movie I've been a part of because that, the fan base, the outreach was just everywhere. No matter where you go, SOA had a cult-like following behind it, and they still do. Well, it's crazy. And then what about, like, you were uh, on Designated Survivor. That was a good run, too, you had. Yeah, no, Designated was uh, my first lead role on a television show. And, yeah, everything, like, you know, there's steps to everything and the progression of, you know, becoming a name actor in Hollywood, you know, however you want to call it. Designated played, Designated Survivor played a huge role in my career, just as Sons did, and sky's the limit. Who knows where I go from here, but I know, like, all of it is just I'm having the time of my life right now. Now, I don't want to catch you off guard, but uh, do you remember, like, so on um, on Arrow, uh, I, I just want to throw this out there. This guy, I thought he was such a great bad guy on the show that I can't even begin to tell you how. I, I just thought he was phenomenal on the show. Two Two different guys. Neil McDonough. Uh, I thought was great, and I thought, uh, I, and Kirk Acevedo's been on my show many times. I thought those two yeah. guys played bad guys so terrifically. I mean, I can't even tell you. The, both of those guys, I don't even know which one was better, but I thought they were both so fantastic as bad guys. Neil McDonough, I'd say, tops uh, Acevedo, but they were both so great as bad guys. I mean, they really were awesome. Yeah, they they're both veteran actors and they're they're really good at what they do. Uh, Acevedo, I you know we had drinks with him when I was out there filming, and he was on um, he was on Oz before, right? Like back in the day, remember that old prison show? Sure. And Oz was one of the first you know one of the first shows in cable that really changed the game. Oz, The Wire, like that ilk, kind of set the table for the Breaking Bad's and the Sons of Anarchies. 
and he's been doing it since then. So, yeah. I expect nothing less from both of those guys. Well, you're doing great, man. And I think uh, I think Primal is is really cool. I think everyone should go check it out. You play U.S. Marshal John Ringer on there. I won't tell anybody what happens. Uh, I won't spoiler it. But you're uh, great in everything you do. I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, keep rocking it, dude. And uh, you're doing fantastic. And I'll always be pulling for you. It's great having you on the show tonight. Continued success. And aren't you having a, a son here, your first kid, in any day now? Yeah, uh, later on this month, Little Man's on the way. It's, oh, uh, it's happening in real time. It's it's happening. So that's it, your first one, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, you're in for it. I'm telling you, I got two kids. They're teenagers now, but believe me, you, that first couple of years, that'll make a man out of you. I mean, that is, you, th- <laughs> you think those uh, working on those sets and doing makeup for two and a half hours, you're going to need yoga a lot more with that kid. <laughs> you're going to need some uh, n- namaste, bro. Yeah, I'm going to have to go to my happy place a lot, I'm sure. I can't wait. Yeah, you won't have many happy places for those first two years, brother. (laughs) Believe me you, he's going to run your rooster. Uh, Hey, continued success, man. It's great getting to know you a little bit. Thanks for coming on the show tonight on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for having me, brother. I really appreciate it. I like that guy. LaMonica Garrett, check out his new movie uh, with Nicolas Cage, Primal, in theaters. Uh, now it's out already and it's on video on demand. It's it's kick ass. I watched it today. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, so what's the call there? Is that the call on Allen? The guy held Allen? Is that what it is? He had nothing to do with that play. It looked like a pick too to me. Tell me that's not a pick play. It, it looked like it had the makings of a pick play. I mean, come on, that was a pick. That was a that was an illegal screen in basketball pick play, and that's all there is to it. Now, they've had the ball. That's a, They get the automatic first down, right? They got the ball with 58 seconds left in this uh, in the game, right? Yes, and the Raiders missed a huge extra point on their touchdown. But have they not? And now they're going to get another That's flag. That's going to be another flag right there. Now, but look, how, they've run five or six plays in a matter of, of 10 seconds. How is it that this game, it was at 58 seconds when they got the ball, right? Now it's at 37, so like what? 20 seconds have, have come off the clock, but they've run five plays. How do you? Flag there. How has this clock still got time left on it? I want to know. Like, honestly, this is the longest minute I've ever seen in my life. He's Did, just throwing the ball up there. there there's, there's been incomplete okay, passes. Okay, so every incomplete passes and then flags. Right. There's been no actual movement of the game. So they need a, a field goal to win the game. Right. What was the spread in this game? Do you remember? I thought it was one and a half. Uh, who was favored? I believe the Chargers. Oh, really? Because I don't remember. I can tell you right now who it was. It was, yeah, they were favored by one and a half. But it opened Raiders one and a half. Then Chargers one and a half. It's been Chargers minus one and a half or one ever since. So the Raiders were actually dogs in this game by a point and a half, right? So even if they kicked the field goal, they'd go, they'd win, and you'd cover the bet as the Raiders spread. That's right. Even if they kicked the winning field goal, the Raiders are going to cover the spread. That's Correct. bottom line. Well, it, there's anything can happen. There's 30 that. seconds left. Now, what's happening here? Is there a timeout or is there an injury? What do we got going on here? Looks like an injury. Somebody's hurt. Let me see. Is it another fake injury where a guy just falls down and pretends like he's injured like they do in college every week? All right. Uh, Bill, by the way, I thought that guy was really cool. LaMonica Garrett. Yeah, he was awesome. Very man. cool. 
he was awesome in Sons of that couple seasons he was there when he took over as the, the sheriff. And they, you know, had Listen, a couple of those guys that were the sheriff at times, and none of them get a hold of the club. Let's get uh, real here for a second. Uh, you and I both have been watching Mayans. Yeah. And I, I, am do- I have the last episode now to watch tonight. And I won't watch the whole thing tonight. I'll watch half tonight and half tomorrow night, and then I'll go play basketball with you on Saturday. But it's, it's an hour and a half, the last episode. It is, yeah. And I know what's going to happen. It, they're going to war. They are. So I'm assuming the last episode is going to be as violent as anything I've ever seen. At times. Okay. So uh, do you like Mayans as much as Sons? No, of course not. Nah. And that's no you know, hit on Mayans. It's just that it's hard to repeat when you have something like that and you're making something off of it, like it's right. going to be cool. It's going to be something. Right. You know, they made it something different. They didn't just it strictly make different. it, you know, like a, another son's knockoff. It is different. But it's hard to repeat the success that you had off something. You know, when you had the original idea, it's going to be different. Did you? Because they, they don't have like the memory. Remember in the original one, you had the older president running it, the Thurman Munster guy. You had Ron Perlman, yeah. And and then his wife was the chick from. Uh, Katie Segal. Uh, Katie Segal, who was the, actually the uh, married with wife. children, right? Yes. She's Kurt Sutter's wife, the guy who created it and right, ran it. Right, but they didn't have, like, the whole thing on Mayans where there's, like, a wife involved or any of that. There's a wife involved with the with the drug leader. Right. She's involved, but not in the not in the motorcycle club. There's right, no, no there's no women involved. There's less of the, the, the family drama. There's, there's like, the... there's Coco's little daughter. Yeah, That's she's it. barely involved. And she's not even, she doesn't even matter. She was, like, in a couple episodes, right? I kind of like that about Mayans. It's all just gangster bikers uh, handling their business. But it's a little weirder. It's not like the other. Like, they're into, I don't know what, they're selling heroin, right? Isn't that what they're doing? I believe so, yeah. I think that's the drug that they're pushing there. Raiders pick off the pass from Rivers. Game over. Cover! Make it a double cover with the Raiders getting it done at the dump tonight in Oakland. Ah, Bill in California, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Bill. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Sure. I hate to see, uh, first of all, I'm a big Steelers fan. Right, great. An 03 Chevy SSR with a big Steeler emblem on the rear window. I love it. I love it. What's going on with, uh, is there anything going on with uh, eliminating the four uh, nonsense games at the beginning of the season? You mean the pre Every, the preseason the, games? Yeah, pre, get rid of the preseason games and go number one. Well, I think that there's some talk about having 17 games in a regular season and then uh, eliminating, I, uh, I'm guessing, at least one or two of those preseason games. Uh, but they still haven't done it yet. It has to go through all kinds of uh, voting by the owners and uh, committees in the NFL. So we'll see. I think they want it. The league wants it for sure. Uh, it's up to the Players Association whether they're going to agree to it or not. But uh, I hate the preseason games as much as you do. And I think everybody does. But I think the teams actually, the teams themselves actually, believe it or not, like the preseason games because it helps them weed out their cuts, right? They actually see these guys play, and then they make their cuts. Uh, it's not – I think most people think it's just for money that 
they sell these tickets to the games and that people go watch preseason games and that they're making money. That's why they do it. I don't believe that. I, I don't believe anybody wants to go to a preseason football game. I think it's it's based on uh, making the team. It's it's essentially a month of games so that teams can figure out who they want to keep and who they want to get rid of. But I'm like you, a huge Steeler fan, so we'll see how they do the rest of the way. I can't even believe they're at 500 now, to be honest with you. I think the Ravens are going to win that division but uh, the Steelers have had a nice comeback from their dreadful start, and I think Tomlin's done a nice job. So all those uh, idiot fans in Pittsburgh that want to get him fired, good luck with that. He's not getting fired. He might leave on his own, but he's not getting fired. How do you have a guy there? What's he been there, uh, 12 years or something? He's gone to the playoffs like every year. He's never had a losing season once, and he's gone to the playoffs like eight times or nine times, and what has he done? He's, he's, won a, he's gone to two Super Bowls, hasn't he? I mean, what do you, what do you want? It's just unbelievable that people people are so stupid. Uh, that guy's done a great job. Bottom line, whether you like him or not, is irrelevant. They don't because I guarantee you the Rooney's think highly of him, and they don't care what you think. Just so we're clear. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, don't forget to sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. You're going to love it. Like tonight, hit the Raiders to win and getting the one and a half, the double cover to start your NFL week. Last week, another, my fifth week in the 70s, 70% winners on my bets covered. Last week, I've had a 79, a 77, a 71, a 71, and a 70% week. Five in the 70s. It's ridiculous, but it's documented. It's true. I hit 5-0-1 oh, in my top six plays, 9-4-1 and one in spreads, and I'm on fire. Sign up. Hide the money from your wife. PharrellOnTheBench.com. So after the game, uh, Gruden was celebrating in the black hole and literally making love to Raider fans for about 10 minutes. And I got to tell you, there's just no getting around it. The guy's done a hell of a job this year with this team. A bunch of nobodies. Uh, that's all there is to it, right? These young guys like Renfro uh, and then Josh Jacobs. Derek Garr's playing out of his mind. And this is a good football team. Uh, they're in every game they play. Uh, every week, even if they lose, they're in it. And uh, they're a dangerous team, without a doubt. And now they're 5-4, and four, and they just beat the Chargers on, you know, Thursday Night Football in, in prime time. Very impressive. I think it's a kick in the teeth of the Chargers who fall to 4-6. and six. That hurt them badly. I don't think they recover from that and do anything. They're not going to make the playoffs. And they play the uh, Chiefs next Monday night. Have fun with that. Where's that game? I'd have to look. I'm if it's sure. in Arrowhead, good luck. All I know is uh, the Raiders are getting into a position where you're going to start talking about them as a, a wild card, perhaps. Uh, that game's in L.A. next week, though, so they'll have a shot. I still think, uh, you know, anything could happen in a division game for sure. But I think the, uh, you know, I think the Chiefs are better than the Chargers. We'll see, though. That That could be, you know. Do or die for the Chargers. They can't afford to lose another game. So they'll be playing kind of desperado football. I will say I'm very impressed with um, the Raiders and Gruden. John in Staten Island, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Scotty, you're the man. Hey, dude. What's up, Johnny? Can I get a scotch on the rocks and a beer? Scotch rocks and a brewski. Shake out. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scotty, I'm definitely hiding the money for my wife, man. You got to. I, I took my, I took Temple and I had my Rangers tonight, two nights in a row, man. Plus two, plus over, plus over two to one. They were plus two ten. 
That's Bears great. That's baby. that's a huge win tonight for them uh, in Carolina. And I, you know, I thought you know the Islanders were hot too, ten in a row. It's hard to bet against them right now. If you would have hit that Pittsburgh bet, that would have paid as well. It was a great game, an overtime game. The Penguins beat them and ended their uh, winning streak. But I could, I was very surprised the Rangers won in Raleigh, to be honest with you. And they won last night, too, against Detroit. So a nice little mini stretch for the Rangers right there. And then uh, as far as betting tonight goes, I uh, love that uh, Raiders double cover. It was all one quick, man. He stopped, he stopped over 40 shots. I mean, he played. Like like he like the old Lundquist, and he he played great late two nights in a row. But they were benching him, and I guess he he says, you know what? You think I'm not? You know, I guess you don't want to lose his job. He stood on his head tonight. He was stopping shots. But who's that guy on uh, Carolina? Echo, Echo, whatever. Uh-huh. I mean, they had two on one. They had two on nothing. He was sliding back and forth. I mean, it was amazing. Well, I he still got something left in the tank for sure. But uh, you know. I think his days are numbered. Um, you know, he's had a great career. He's going to be one of these guys that, uh, you know, was close but no cigar, right? He's he, he's not going to win a Stanley Cup in his career, but uh, he had a great career, and he's uh, a legend in New York. They love him in New York. Uh, he'll always uh, be safe uh, walking around New York and going to the Garden. He'll have a home for life. Uh, I think he's one of those guys like – you know, they love Mike Richter, and they love Gravy, and they love all these guys. He's definitely uh, – the king will be uh, – they're never going to take that crown from him. He's going to be a rock star with Ranger fans for the rest of his life, no doubt about it. So, uh, Carver, how you didn't tell me what you think of this Raider team and the job that Gruden's done. Like, you have to admit, he got a 10-year, $100 million deal, $10 million a year. He's earned his $10 million this year. He absolutely has. They've played really well. I said in preseason I thought that they could be a little spunky this year. I thought that maybe they could win a few games. I thought that the Antonio Brown thing, the way it unfolded at the end of training camp and before the season, might have brought them a little closer together because he was such a, a D that uh, the guys, you know, the other 52 guys in the room were probably like, forget this guy. Let's go and make this happen. And then they won that opening night game against Denver. I they could play. I don't know if they're going to get in, but they're going to be in it all the way to the end. They're showing you that right now. I mean, they really have, uh, you know, they won the opening game against Denver. Then they lost to Kansas City, lost to Minnesota big. Then they beat the Colts. That was the stunner. And then beat the Bears in uh, – where, where was that Bears That was game? in London. In London they beat them. And, uh, they beat they them. went on a streak where they didn't right. play a home game for six weeks. Right. They got lit up by the Packers, barely lost to the Texans. That was a great game that they, they should have won that game in Houston. And then uh, they beat the Lions uh, last week at home, and now they're home again and win this game tonight. So uh, they have been playing great. And they, you know, I think – They play the Bengals and the Jets the next two games. That's their sixth cover out of nine games. They've covered against the spread six times. They're five and four right now. They're five and four. Bengals and Jets next two weeks. Yeah, and then at Kansas City. So, Bengals and Jets. You, you if got, you're a serious team and they're going to really those. be involved, they have to win those two games. They have to win those two games. No questions asked. Bengals at home. I think they will win, uh, and I think they can win at the Jets. They're flat out better than the Jets. Flat out. They are a better team than the Jets, without a doubt. And then uh, 
Did you see mafia people trying to lure me to the Jets-Giant game? What do we have going on? I heard. It's not a good situation. People obviously not knowing your personality and how much you hate going to games in general, like with all the drama at that stadium, let alone for two crappy teams. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I just can't do it. I just cannot go see those. It could be Steelers versus one of those teams right now, and you probably still wouldn't I wouldn't go. even go see the Steelers play uh, the Giants. I really wouldn't. Aren't they? I, I, I think they actually are playing them, aren't they? Aren't they playing like December or something? Yeah, is it the Jets or the, uh, or the Giants? The Giants do not play the Steelers this year. No. Okay, well, here it is then. It's the uh, Jets. They play the Steelers December 22nd at MetLife. Free- There'll be a big crowd there for that one. Freezing cold. They'll all be Christmas, Steelers fans. Christmas week. The Jets at that point will be what? 2-12. Uh, and 12. You know, that'll, yeah. be, that'll be some crowd at MetLife. Well, Steeler fans will show up. Steeler fans will show up anywhere. And then they finish the season, the Jets, at the Bills in Orchard Park. But It'll be a big game for the Bills. I, wouldn't want, I don't want to go near that place. I, I, I don't want anything to do. I barely want to drive by it, let alone go to it. Seriously, that stadium. I don't want nothing to do with that place. It's a nightmare. Getting out of that place is an absolute nightmare. It is the worst three hours of your life. I've never even tried to leave that stadium immediately after a game. Unless, like the one we went to Guns N' Roses, we left right away. But that's because before the uh, encore was even over, you guys were out of there, so we met you at the car. But if you're there and you stay for the whole event of anything, don't try to get out of there right away. I've always tailgated afterwards too because it's just not worth it. You're doomed. You'll be sitting there. Even if you get out of the parking lot, just sitting on those roads on the Route Three or the the Turnpike, the Parkway, wherever, just takes forever. You'd be sitting there all night, all day. I've been there before uh, to giant games, and it is like all day. You sit there for three hours at the game, three more hours at, uh, leaving. Six hours you'll be sitting there. I mean, it's crazy. And then just the thought of going to see those two losers makes me sick to my stomach. Seriously, they're both like, are they not two of the like worst teams in the league? Hands down. Absolutely. Why would you walk around the corner to see that game? Like, 34C is trying to convince me to go with all of uh, these kids, right? And uh, I'm just like, they don't want to hang out with me, these kids. You know what I mean? They, their interest is not in hanging out with, with old man Pharrell. It's definitely going and blowing off the adults, right? And totally partying and raging and having fun and, and ignoring their dad, right? Like, there's no way those kids want to hang out with me. Who are you kidding? When they're 15 years old, they want nothing to do with me. They're like, whatever, dude. Stay away from me. Sit in your own uh, aisle. Don't come near us. I don't want any part of it. I'm serious. And just even the teams alone. Can you imagine paying to see the Jets? Honestly, how stupid do you have to be? Someone would have to literally give me a luxury suite with food and booze to go to that game. I mean, honestly, can you imagine buying tickets to watch the Jets and Giants? Seriously. What human being on the face of the earth would front money to pay to see those two uh, atrocities? I mean, honestly, they should pay the people to go. No one's going to be at that game, right? Who's going to – they should pay fans to be there. Don't they do that in, like, Buffalo when there's snow? They pay them to shovel, and then they'll give you a ticket. Yeah, late in the year they do Well, that's what they should do to the Jet Giant fans. They'll pay you to go to the game. That's how bad it is. I would not pay to see that game. No way. I even had to ask him. I'm like, how much do I have to fork out for this for my kid to go? Because I don't even care. Like, have at it. Here's the money. See ya. Have fun. 
Don't get the flu. Well, it'll probably be raining, too, and cold, right? Maybe snow. Isn't it supposed to be miserable? Hope not. No, I think this weekend's supposed to be sunny. We're supposed to get snow like Tuesday now. Oh, so we're supposed we're... to get it yet? No, tomorrow, and then it got pushed back. They don't know anything. They don't know anything. The liars. They're liars. All right, 855-212-4227. That's the number. We go into the Billy Idol Hour of Love. Coming up right here from New York. It's for Ellen Abanchad, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.